going on, everybody? Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Welch Report with me, Sean Luke Welch. Make some noise, clap it up, get excited wherever you are, because we are back with another action-packed, jam-packed episode for you today on this show. And we have to talk about Usyk versus Dubois for the unified heavyweight title in an incredibly controversial decision that is shaking up the entire boxing world, caused conversation left, right, and center, and in my opinion, has now changed and shifted what we will see and who we should favor in Usyk versus Fury later on next, or rather early next year, for the undisputed title, if in fact that does take place. But what we're going to cover, what happened in the fight, we're going to cover the controversial moment. Oh, yes, the low blow. Was it a low blow or was it clean? Was Dubois robbed? And all of that and more right here on this episode of The World Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, subscribe to the channel, and share the show with everybody that you know so we can build up this empire together. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers, and if we can do that, that would be great, especially for a birthday gift for me coming up in September. If we can make it back to, if we can make it to that mark by the time September comes, oh, that'll be great. Also, some money would also be nice too, but I'm not going to strong arm you for that. I'm going to just let the guilt and shame and pain of not helping somebody out when they've been alive and survived a very tumultuous year for 365 days with everything that's been going on in the world. Oh, I've deserved some restitution. I deserve some compensation. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve all that anymore. Get y'all go right. I'm gonna demand it because I need it. I want it. I gotta have it. Give me some money. Send me everything you got. I'm messing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not really, but I am kidding. Just all in, just all in show. All in show. There is no ill will towards that. I won't hate you if you don't send me nothing. You know, I won't. I won't hate you if you don't send me nothing. Just a, you know, a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crossing my fingers saying that I'll hate you. I'm not crossing that. No, no, never. I would never hold ill will against people that didn't do what I told them to do. Never, never. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm messing. I'm kidding. Legitimately, I am playing. Your support is just well and good enough for, for this channel because I love doing this for you, and hopefully you love listening to me. Also, we're available on every podcasting platform, so you can listen to us whenever you want to, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're there. And hey, rate us five stars on all of those so we can help bolster our impact on the larger sports media world. Absolutely. But without further ado, now that we've gotten all the niceties and all the demands out the way, you know what time it is. It's a boxing dedicated episode, so it is time to step into the ring. That's right. Ring the bell. Let's get it started. Round one coming on the way. Right now, we have to talk about the fight in and of itself. Oh my gosh, you want to talk about a fight that would have changed the landscape of the entirety of the heavyweight division, would have messed up uh, um, uh, pound for pound uh, uh, rankings throughout the whole boxing landscape, and everybody would have been up in arms because this fight, in what was supposed to be a routine, title defense for Usyk where he would dominate outright with no real issue turned into now a fight of robbery a debate of robbery was Dubois robbed from this fight with Alexander Usyk should we be saying Daniel Dubois is the new unified heavyweight champion and now he is in line to fight Tyson Fury for the undisputed title instead of Alexander Usyk or was the low blow actually a low blow well let's get that answer out the way right now afterwards we'll break down the fight in and of itself that punch was absolutely legal it was on the belt line there the, the, it was it wasn't the, the key whether you say Usyk's trunks were pulled up low or high, regardless of how you viewed his trunks were at, the punch was clean because even if it was on the even if even if it was borderline, it was well and securely on the uh, middle symbol of Usyk's belt line. That was a legal punch, and Usyk crumbled to the ground, and that should have been a knockdown. And it might have actively been a knockout if Usyk wasn't able to get up. Because when I tell you Usyk looked hurt, 
Usyk looked hurt. I mean, this man crumpled to the ground like a sack of potatoes immediately. That was, that was that's not a punch that you would see from a that's not a reaction. Excuse me, that you would see from a low blow. Oh no 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. That is the punch where you got everything taken out of you because you got landed clean on the biggest weakness that you have as a boxer. Now, again, Usyk's a phenomenal boxer. We already know that he is one of the best pound for pound in the world. And in my opinion, the most technically a gifted boxer that the heavyweight division has to offer. And he's a better boxer than Tyson Fury, in my opinion. And we've already been over this. Tyson Fury is a good boxer with great size and, and insanely great size that we don't see to that level of combination. Good technical boxing with phenomenal size at heavyweight and also great light feet at that size as well. Boom, that makes for a nearly or seemingly unbeatable prospect. However, going up against a great boxer that is also just as fast, if not faster, than you, hey, it's a legitimate who's who in a pick'em fight of who you think is going to win. But all of that being said, Usyk's talent is not in question after this fight. We still know what Usyk is, because let's not get it twisted. Even though Usyk got knocked down, and in my opinion, if the ref had counted, it probably it might have been a knockout, and we would be crowning Dubois as the new unified heavyweight champion. With that being said, Usyk still showed that he is a championship uh, uh, um, heart field fighter. This man got what it takes to actively be champion. Legitimately, not just from his past fights, but especially from this fight, when the ref gave him leniency and didn't give him a, a, a knockdown rule, even though it should have been a knockdown, what was, what did Usyk do after he was able to get up and recover, gifted with the time that the ref was giving him? He amped up, adapted, and overcame. He went through that. He ate even more body shots, even though he was still complaining, even though nearly all of them were low, or excuse me, even, even though nearly all of them were clean, except for maybe one punch that trailed below the belt. But that wasn't the punch that knocked him down, nor was that the theme of Dubois' punches throughout the entirety of the fight when he went to the body. But he was able to adapt, amp up the pressure, become more combination heavy, like we know he is one of the best combination punches in the heavyweight division. And really showed, okay, if you think this is going to hold me down, no, I got to dig deeper to be able to get this title. And he absolutely did. And we can, we'll, and trust me, we're going to talk about Dubois' reaction once he got tested later on in the fight. But strictly dealing with the punch in and of itself, that was on the belt line, that was right in the legal zone. Mind you, the referee did not in any circumstance before the fight or during the fight, or, or rather before um, they went to their corners to start the fight, initiate where or where not can be punched on each boxer's um, uh, shorts, which is something that normally happens. I believe Joe Tessitor pointed that out. And, the, and ESPN went back to the records in terms of going through backstage footage as well as in-ring footage of what the referee was saying. And the ref didn't say it in any way, shape, or form at any point in time during the night where the punches can and cannot land based on the heights of the shorts. And if that's the case, universally it's recognized that what is legal, if that's if that is the if nothing is said, it is whatever the belt line is, that is where the punch can land. Below the belt line is no, but on or above is absolutely clean, absolutely legal, and you got to be able to protect yourself up until that point. If you go below that belt, it's a low blow, can be a warning, then a point deduction, then a, then a disqualification outright. That's what the normal rule of boxing is when it comes to what is and isn't legal. And Dubois landed on Usyk a clean, powerful, sharp, strong, I believe it was a right hand, a right hook on the belt line. Uh, usually the right or left hook, one of those two, but a hook on the belt line, right on the emblem in the middle of Usyk's shorts, in the middle of the belt line, right, clean. Clear as day. And I thought initially, I thought, oh, that might that could have been low, but that's because the angle that it was shown at first in terms of live looked like it was low. But no, on the replay, that was as clean as can be.
And it was the biggest capitalization on Usyk's biggest weakness, which is which is with all of the technical aspects and the boxing ability and the speed and the angles and the quickness and the combination punching and the deceptive power that he has to him. I'm not saying he's a knockout artist, but he's a cat that can actually lay heavy leather when the time is right, especially when he throws all those combinations at one point in time, hiding his power shots on top of the fact that, again, now as a heavyweight and he's filled out the division after being a cruiserweight and being undisputed at cruiserweight for a number of years. Now he is acclimated and now has gained a new found level of power with the added weight to him. With all of that being said, and we know how good Usyk is, it is still Usyk got caught clean and the ref gave him favoritism. Now, why was it that the ref gave him favoritism and did not call it a knockdown? Why didn't the ref start counting, and why wasn't there a potential that Usyk was going to get counted out and lose this fight when that punch did land? Because Usyk was hurt so badly, gasping for air, looking around. I mean, that that again, that wasn't the reaction of somebody that got hit below the belt. That's the reaction of somebody that got caught clean in the midsection and wasn't prepared for it and got all the wind knocked out of him and his legs taken away from him. That was the reaction that Usyk had from my estimation. Because we've seen low blows that happened before. Look at Riddick Bow versus Andrew Galata. That is a, a low blow. If you want to, if any f fight tape was supposed to be studied to show what actively is or is not a low blow, that is a fight that should have been a low blow. In fact, doggone it, we just had a, a, a fight with Jared Anderson that same night on the on the undercard, or rather with the main card, a fighter got hit with low blows consistently. Consistently. Both of those situations, Andrew Galala versus Riddick Bow, and that, uh, uh, I, I forget who exactly was fighting, but the undercard of Jared Anderson and his fight, there was also a clear and consensus low blow. They got somebody DQ'd because they just didn't care, and they and they essentially checked out of the entire event, and they just wanted to, it to stop. That is clear consensus evidence of what is illegal. Absolutely. But Usyk got caught clean, clean as a whistle. That should have been a knockdown and potentially a KO by Usyk because how hurt he was, I don't negate the championship heart that he has, but I do question how much is how badly his body was actively hurt and whether even if his will wanted him to get up, would his body allow, have allowed for him to get up at the count of 10? And would he have even survived the end of that round if he indeed did get counted as a knockdown and he indeed did get up with how much time was left in the round and with how much he was running around the ring after that quote-unquote low blow, which was actually legal, took place. Oh, I don't think he would have survived the round. I don't think he would have survived the round with the, without that five-minute rest. He wouldn't have survived the round in my estimation. And Daniel Dubois would be the new unified heavyweight champion. But why is it that this happened? Why is it that this happened? And most likely it's because of the fact Two things. One, the same ref has made mistakes before. Teddy Atlas posted this on his timeline. I think before the fight as well even started. He said that this, that this referee had been in fights before where he had acted shady, acted nonsensical, and acted in a manner that was either favoritism or just holding up the fight entirely. He said he was not refing up to the caliber that refs needs to be acting in when it came to these high caliber types of events. And said that could have been in question when it came to this fight as well. And it boded true. Notice that he was giving favoritism to Usyk as well when he was saying, hey, no, take your time. Even after Usyk was saying he was ready, essentially forcing Usyk to take the longer rest. Now, again, these types of claims I don't make lightly. There's no need to just throw these out willy-nilly like we see other boxing media talking heads, outlets, and whoever choose to do even when it's nonsensical and not right i don't throw these types of claims out willy-nilly i don't throw these types of claims out whenever something doesn't agree with me i don't throw these types of claims out just because something seems fishy it's not always that case yes we know boxing corrupted absolutely but it ain't always what it it, it is not always the 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 same hometown favoritism referee has something paid off this that third yada 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 all that stuff it's not always the case. 
So don't let that be your moniker whenever your favorite fighter or somebody that you support loses. Because that's not the case at all. Conspiracy and stuff like that. We don't rock with that on this channel. You know that. I know that. You, as a fan of this channel and of the sport as a whole, deserve better than that. And the sport as a whole of boxing deserves to be held in better esteem and talked about not as so conspiracy-driven as it is in the world of sports or in the world of boxing culture right now. But with that being said, this is a legitimate situation where because he was fighting in Ukraine, because he was fighting in, against, in a hometown crowd, a war since Ukraine was fighting against Russia, working for the, uh, working to get out of the the heavy-handed regime that is Russia was trying to bear down on them, and I support them fully. And I'm glad that this was an opportunity for the people to come together and rally behind a fighter who has now been deemed as an icon and a symbol of hope and a beacon of light for the entire Ukrainian people. Phenomenal. We love that. I loved it. Absolutely. But with that being said, all of that surrounding the immense gravity of this fight and what it means to the people and the amount of hometown love that he was getting and what this fight meant to Ukraine as a whole. Along with Usyk being somebody that we've been talking about, him fighting Tyson Fury for uh, however long at this point, not wanting to potentially break up a mega fight down the line, we could be seeing a situation where the championship advantage came to fruition in the most blatant way possible with Usyk getting favorable treatment when he got hurt and when he got in trouble, when it was a shot that could have been deemed as low or borderline illegal, and when it came to uh, immediate uh, um, witnessing it live, because of that, okay, we're going to give the champ the benefit of the doubt and say if, he, if it was low and he's saying it's low, it's most likely low. That could have been why the referee gave him that, that again, called it a low blow. And also why we saw him essentially encouraging Usyk to consistently take all the five minutes necessary when it comes to a low blow and illegal shot because he was constantly going to the corner. Even after Usyk was saying, I'm ready, let's go, I'm ready, to, say, to essentially push him back to the corner and say, no, 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 take your time, go ahead, rest, wait a while, do what you got to do, get situated, all of that. He represented all of that to Usyk in the ring. It was hindering Dubois from coming forward even after Usyk again verbally said, I was ready. So there was championship advantage. There was championship favoritism involved. And all of that being the case, it caused Usyk to be able to get time to recover from the clean body shot and to adapt, survive, and then inevitably overcome later on in the fight, but that was indeed a low, not, not a low blow, that was indeed not a low blow, but that was indeed a clean shot by Dubois, and Dubois was dropped, and I feel bad for Dubois, really I feel bad for Dubois, because Daniel Dubois, again, I didn't give him a shot to win this at all, even with the power and strength that he had, knowing that he was just a, that he was majority a power puncher that doesn't move his head, doesn't have great footwork, is bulky, can wane in the later rounds when it comes to stamina and fatigue, which is a common theme in the heavyweight division, as we talked about way, way back on this channel before in past episodes. But with that being the case, the problem is. That even though all even though the deck was stacked against him and nobody gave him a shot, he still came to fight and he landed the shot that he needed to land. And even though Usyk's far and away the better fighter, even though, and I'm going to get into it later on in this fight, even though Usyk showed the championship heart and mentality that he is known for and that he is justifiably instilled in himself and that we as fans recognize and one of the big reasons why he is indeed pound for pound, one of the best in the entire world, despite all of that on Usyk's, in, in Usyk's favor, still Daniel Dubois with his limited skill set, with his not near, nowhere near as great boxing ability, turned this into a fight that he can actively win. Turned it into a brawl, like I said he needed to turn it into, in order for this fight to be successful, not try to outbox Usyk, but turn this into a legitimate fight. And landed the, sh the one shot that he needed to land. He landed the epitome of what boxing is all about. 
not just to men or women, to people in general, going at it with everything they got. But the fact that one punch, despite your skill set, can change the course of a fight or end the fight for anybody at any given point in time because you land right, it would stop anybody in your way, regardless of who you are. Absolutely, that's the case. It was never more present than in this moment, in this fight over the weekend, when Dubois landed a great hook to the body, right on the belt line, right on the the emblem, right on the logo of Usyk's shorts, and caused Usyk to go down in crippling pain. And what could have been a 10 count, or at least a knockdown that would have forced Usyk to get up, if he was even able to get up, and by the time the 10 count ended, and then would have had gave him a prime opportunity to end the fight right then and there by relentlessly attacking the body for another minute and a half, which I believe was how, was how long the round had left in it in round five when Dubois caught him. All of that was, Dubois did, did he cracked the uncrackable code in terms of how am I going to land the punch I need to land? He did it. He did it. And it got taken away from him. It got it unjustly got taken away from him. In a situation where he might not ever get back in this role again of being on, because we know how boxing is. Once you get two losses, it's very hard for you to get back to the top. Incredibly hard for you to get back to the top unless you beat out everybody in your way after that. And I mean, go on and essentially have another career, a res, a, another resurgence of dominance of a, across the board in whatever division that you're in. That's normally how this game works. And Dubois being able to, again, overcome the one loss to Joe Joyce, nearly being knocked out a second time and overcoming that, now earning a shot to be, to be the mandatory for Daniel du, for Usyk and then getting the shot and capitalizing and landing the punch he needed to land and still it got taken away from him, that's horrible. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. There's no reason why this should be. No reason this should be at all. Blatant, bad referee, an incredibly egregious mistake, and what looks to be more so favoritism by the referee, and not letting Dubois get the knockdown that he deserved, and as well as hitting him and going to the body by constantly calling everything that Dubois was landing to the body low, while not calling what Usyk was throwing to the body low, even though both punches on both sides were on the level for about the entirety of the fight. Again, the only big low blow that I saw was, I think, was, was a straight that Dubois to the body that did actually catch Usyk low, but he didn't have nearly the effect that the actual clean body shot that Dubois landed on Usyk had. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. There's only one legitimate low blow that happened that was accidental. Outside of that, Dubois got neg negated from going to the body by the referee because he was scared he was going to get a point deduction if he kept going to it because the ref was calling everything that he was throwing even at the belt line illegal. So it's a shame. It's a crying shame. It's a crying shame. We should be saying that we, we should potentially be saying that we have a new unified heavyweight champion. We should be potentially saying we have one of the biggest upsets in boxing since Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. That's what we should be saying right now. That's what we should be saying against all odds, against a hometown favorite crowd of, of Usyk. Dubois was able to come in as a severe underdog that nobody, myself included, gave a shot to actually be able to have success against Usyk and win. Knocked him out in the fifth round with a body shot by exploiting the one weakness that Usyk has, which is the body, which has been his weakness ever since he got caught by Anthony Joshua in their second fight. Ever since that fight, I've been saying it's a big, major hindrance to Usyk. Well, not hindrance, but it's a big flaw. Or rather, a big weakness. Not a flaw, it's more so of a weakness in Usyk's game. A flaw is something he's not good at. A weakness is something that can potentially be bad at you. You can still improve both, but they're two different connotations in terms of what they are. A flaw is something that you are bad at doing. 
a weakness is something that can hurt you or something that you are not adept at but can improve. A flaw is something you routinely mess up on and you don't improve. Again, we go to back to Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder's flaw is his footwork. Consistently, he has bad footwork and bad technical punching ability. Technique in, in his punches outside of the lunging 1-2, which is nigh perfection. Outside of that, everything else is subpar. It's still powerful. He's still a good boxer. Or excuse me, he is still a, a dominant fighter. Not a great boxer, no. Terrible boxer but a phenomenal fighter and brawler. But technique is one of his biggest flaws because consistently he's bad at it. Usyk's weakness has been his body. Ever since he fought against Anthony Joshua, it's the biggest time that he got exposed to it. The biggest time. The brightest light got shown on the fact that if you go to the body of Usyk, you can, be, you can have some legitimate success. And Dubois took advantage of that, landed the shot he needed to land, and in my opinion, got robbed of being the unified heavyweight champion. Ref was biased. Ref was being, again, essentially coddling the champion. And this isn't Usyk's fault. This is the referee's fault. Usyk did what he needed to do as, as a fighter in the ring. Take every advantage possible. Not fight dirty, but if you can get the ref to be on your side, you get and be on your side. And if they act as if they're on your side, guess what? You take advantage of that. Hence why he kept complaining that everything that Dubois was throwing to the body was low. To get the ref to make Dubois hesitant to throw anything downstairs in him. No more putting water in the basement, as Teddy Atlas always says. That is what Usyk did. That's not bad. That's the fighter playing the game. That's not dirty. That's the fighter playing the game that the ref has put in place. It's the ref's, uh, it's the ref's responsibility to be unbiased, impartial, and call everything as clean as possible. We understand human error is absolutely prevalent because, again, we're human. But despite that, it is the ref's job to make sure that everything is as on the level as it needs to be. Everything is as clean and as done on the up and up as it's supposed to be as a referee, regardless of the crowd, regardless of the environment, and regardless of who's fighting. That's what needs to be happening. And that's not what happened. The ref failed Daniel Dubois. The ref failed Daniel Dubois. And Dubois should be champion. Dubois should be, or we should at least be saying, Dubois was this close to being champion. At minimum, we should be saying that Dubois was this close to being champion. But Usyk somehow was able to overcome the odds of being attacked to the body and come out and beat him. That's what we should be saying. If, if the result was the same, we should still be saying Dubois was this close to becoming champion. Usyk just dug deep, way deep. When we all thought he was down and out and showed the championship heart that we know him for. That's what we should be saying if, in fact, the result did stay the same, even if the ref had counted on Usyk. If the ref had counted on Usyk when he got knocked down by that body shot and Usyk did, in fact, get up and still end the fight like he ended the fight and survived that fifth round, we would be saying, Dubois was this close, so close, an inch away. But Usyk was able to pull dick and dick deep and do what champions do, which is phenomenal. But now we're looking at this, and it's a controversial loss that Dubois was robbed of the fair opportunity to capitalize on the opening that he had made for himself. Capitalize on the on, on, on the on the light that he had essentially found in what to do against Usyk. He was robbed of it. He was robbed of it. It's a crying shame. But with that being said, and that sends me to my next point, with that being said, even though Dubois did get robbed from that body shot, 
Usyk still did win the fight. Now, why do I say that? Because there's because here's how we have to look at this objectively. Now that we have established what the wrong that happened in this fight was, an illegal low blow that was actually clean that could have and potentially would have given Dubois the unified heavyweight championship in the biggest upset since Joshua versus Andy Ruiz. With that being said, the reality of the situation is Dubois was robbed, but Usyk did win the fight. Dubois absolutely was robbed of the fight and was robbed of a potential win, legitimately. But Usyk did, in fact, win the fight legitimately because of the fact that after that fight and what we all told, what we all could tell as a legal blow that really shook Usyk to its core. Despite all of that, Dubois wasn't able to finish the job and Usyk was able to adapt and overcome. And this is where the breakdown of the fight comes into play because this is what happened early on in the fight. Usyk was jabbing, moving around the ring, using his footwork, landing on the outside, just like with Joe Joyce when he beat Daniel Dubois and broke his orbital bone and swelled up as high the kingdom come. All with the jab. Usyk did the exact same thing. And it was taking effect on Dubois as the fight went on. Because that right eye was slowly but surely getting more and more and more swollen. Legitimately. But after the knockdown, Usyk got up, took the refs, took the time that the ref gave him to recover. Took advantage of what the ref was, was allowing him to get away with. In terms of, it was a low blow. I'm going to give you the five minutes to recover. And I'm going to also negate Dubois' ability to go to the body or, or, or cause hesitancy by consistently warning him. With all of that, Usyk was still in trouble for a good couple rounds before he actively was able to really turn it on in the seventh and eventually knock him out in the ninth. Usyk was able to survive that round five. Eat some really good body shots for the rest of the fight. And then up his aggression, up his combination punching, up his ability to use angles. And now really confuse Dubois and tire him out also in the process. Now to a degree Dubois tired himself out because he really went all out after he was able to knock down, even though it was counted as you know, this, you know, it was counted as a low blow. He did knock him down. And after that, Dubois went for broke and probably should have conserved some of his energy. But after that, the combination of Dubois overexerting himself and Usyk consistently moving around, now applying Dubois pressure or applying a pressure on Dubois, causing Dubois to now fight on the back foot and fight on the more defensive track. And since he not be the aggressor and the stalker, but now being stalked, all of that came into play with why Dubois lost this fight. And the biggest reason why I say that even though Dubois was robbed, Dubois still legitimately lost this fight, is because when he got knocked down in round eight, he got up, but there was a look in his eye that he was like, dang, I'm back here again like I was against Joe Jordan, like I was in the fight before. And then in round nine, when he got caught clean with a good jab, that again, sit him down because it was, it was pretty stiff off angle where Dubois wasn't really able to prepare for the punch to come. And when that right jab landed on Dubois, and Dubois, yeah, he was rattled, but he looked like he had recovered by the time the ref had gotten to about five. And still he stayed down. There's a legitimate argument that can be made that he quit. There's a real argument that can be made that he quit. And one of the biggest opportunities of his career. No, excuse me. The biggest opportunity of his career. He quit because he did not get up. When clearly it looked like he could get up. On Usyk's side, if that got counted as a... T if, they, if Usyk did indeed get counted for that knockdown and was on the ground and was able to get up, it would be incredibly understandable because Dubois landed, again, on the biggest weakness of Usyk, the body, 
clean, right on the belt line, where Usyk was most vulnerable. Usyk wasn't able to prepare for it. His legs were gone. His body was shut down. That's what a good body shot will do to you. And it looked like he couldn't get up legitimately because his body wasn't allowing it. That's not what we saw against Daniel Dubois. That's not what, again, Dubois looked like he, he could have gotten up but didn't. Ryan Garcia, we kept clowning him, or people, not me, but people kept clowning him for not getting up against Jermonte Tank Davis. When he got caught to the body, clean, clean to the body. Wasn't able to prepare for it at all. In a similar fashion, that Dubois caught Usyk. And we could tell that when Ryan Garcia actively tried to get up, he wasn't able to get up. It was like his body was stuck in cement on one knee. We saw it in his face, and his body just looked so heavy. So heavy. And by the time he would have gotten up, he, he would have, he, he could, he, even if he did get up, he wouldn't have survived. Another body shot would have ended. He was, he was legitimately hurt because he got caught clean, unprotected, unable to brace, all of that. It was a perfect storm. And Ryan Garcia's body completely went kaput. We saw him trying to pull himself up, but he couldn't. Daniel Dubois got caught, got buzzed, understandable, but it looked like the car was clear, had cleared and he was alert, focused, not off balance, all that stuff. I believe, I believe he was even looking at the referee at one point. And it's corny. Adept and alert. And still he didn't get up. Legitimately. Legitimately did not get up. Actively looked like he gave up. Knowing good and well it looked like, again, it looked like he could have kept on going. And he still had a good opportunity to win the fight. Because if he had kept on going to the body and gotten over the hesitancy, even by the ref's own um, discretion, he could have won that fight. Still, it would have been a long shot, but it would have been, had to be by a knockout. But he had the formula, and he still went and stayed on his knee. Dubois gave up, and Usyk won the fight. Legitimately. Even though even though Dubois got robbed, Usyk still legitimately won the fight because he did everything he needed to do as a champion after being hurt hard, after being hurt severely, after being in a situation where, oh, shoot, this could have been and still can be incredibly bad for the rest of this fight. Even after still, we see the body shots taking a toll as the fight was going on. Still, adapted, overcame, and dug deeper and elevated his game. No qualms there. No qualms there. He did everything we thought he could do. He did everything. 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 He did the opposite of what we've been saying as a problem with Anthony Joshua. When Joshua got caught by Andy Ruiz, he became hesitant and wasn't utilizing his biggest weapons, as we've talked about in episodes previous. Like in the episode with Deontay Wilder, him versus Deontay Wilder, does he have a shot? And why his confidence is such a big problem against Deontay Wilder. And if he doesn't fix that, he's going to get knocked out. Pretty, I'm pretty confident that that's going to be the case. Knocked out and knocked out bad. But it's because he is limited and has cut off an entire portion of his boxing ability due to the fear of what can happen when, if somebody throws back at him. Because he'll get buzzed again. Doesn't want that. It's still legitimate fear. With Usyk, even after getting caught in the biggest weakness that I recognize and that we all recognize in Usyk as a boxer, he still did not let that negate what his actual abilities are. In fact, it only forced him to elevate those same abilities. It forced him to become a better counterpuncher. Forced him to utilize all of his offensive ability. Forced him to utilize all of his speed. All of the angles that we know he can do. Become the aggressor. Now off the jab, now you're throwing uppercuts to the body and to the head. Now you're throwing hooks left, right, and center. In fact, he from that knockdown, he stopped throwing hooks that were missing all fight long and started throwing straights. The straight, the straight left that came behind the right jab because Usyk fights southpaw. Stopped throwing hooks, started throwing straight one-twos, 
and forcing Dubois to back up. Now forcing Dubois to not be the predator when Usyk was hurt, but now to be prey from an Usyk who's now fighting out of, de- well, not fighting out of desperation, but fighting like a desperate man. Flipping the table so that you can no longer have the ability or the luxury to be able to say, okay, yeah, this body shot's open for me. Because now you're being relentlessly attacked. Upping every facet of his game in order to do what he needed to do. On top of still being defensively good. Great. Slipping punches, moving, getting Dubois to, again, bite on everything. All of that. Like I said previously. That's the difference between AJ and Usyk. Usyk has had the ability to not let what his weakness is mitigate what his actual talent is. And not let him and not cut himself off from the reservoir of ability that he has stored down inside him. That's what AJ has done to himself, and that's what Usyk didn't allow himself to do in this fight. Two complete polar opposites that both got caught with their biggest weakness. Both got put in a situation where they could have both crumbled and become reclusive, but only one did. The other one did not. The other one stayed true to what they needed. Usyk stayed true to what he was supposed to do. Usyk stayed true to what his actual boxing abilities. Usyk stayed true to the championship mentality that brought him there. Joshua let the fear of being hit Strip away that championship mentality. Now he's looking to find what he lost. While Usyk made sure to never, made sure to grab even tighter to what brought him to the dance in the first place. That's the difference between the two. And that's why Usyk still legitimately won this fight, even though Dubois got robbed. It's not Usyk's fault. It's not. It's, it's the referee's fault that Dubois got robbed. Absolutely, this is a terrible decision. We should at minimum be saying that even if Dubois still got knocked out in the ninth, it was a situation where there's no, the, the only controversy is, man, what would have happened if he had landed clean just one more time? That's it. If he had landed that same shot again, if Usyk did in fact get counted for a knockdown, and Usyk got up, and Dubois was say Dubois wasn't able to land that right hand to the body again in the immediate after Usyk got up from the from the ten count. If Usyk got up at all, it would have been he was again he was this close, but Usyk just showed championship mentality. But at worst, we should at at worst that should be the case. But we should. Inevitably, in my opinion, be saying Dubois is the new unified heavyweight champion. Because I don't think Usyk would have survived. Or there's a legitimate possibility Usyk wouldn't have gotten up from that 10 count. Because of how hurt he was. It really doesn't, it's really, really something if he had gotten up from there. Which again, I don't think he would have survived. But I really don't think I'm really questioning whether he would have actually been able to get up for that body shot without just immediately his body just shut down from being caught clean on the belt line with a legal punch, with all of Dubois' power, right on the money. I don't think he would have survived, or I don't think he would have gotten up. That's what we should be saying. But Dubois got robbed, absolutely. But Usyk did indeed win that fight outright. Yes, he did. I'm not taking this one away from Usyk because Usyk still did what he needed to do. He still handled business like he was supposed to. He still, for the almost this outside of round five, he still dominated the whole fight. That's that's the truth. He still fought like Usyk that we've been saying can fight. He 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 did he didn't cheat us out of seeing all that Usyk has to offer. No, Usyk showed exactly what he can show. Usyk did exactly what we know he could do. Usyk lived up to the Usyk that we've been expecting. Yes, he did. In fact, we have to say he overcame what we all see as a clean shot to still put on a great performance and knock out Dubois. That is something to applaud. So Usyk did, in fact, win this fight. Yes, he did. 
at the same time, Dubois got robbed. The robbery in this case doesn't take away from Usyk because Usyk didn't cheat his way to anything. It's the ref's fault that he got called wrong. It's the ref's fault that that, that, that this fight that this fight potentially didn't end in KO for Daniel Dubois. Just like it was the refs, or rather the judges' fault, that even though Manny Pacquiao won every just about every single round against Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn still got called for the victory and won the titles. On the first event on ESPN, that was not just in Australia, but the first boxing event on ESPN in a mighty long time. And the favoritism of the judges, because it was in Australia, because Jeff Horn is a hometown man, legitimately and unjustly judged the judged the, the fight. I believe it was a unanimous decision for Jeff Horn. And, and it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's a good reason why we haven't heard from him since, because he's a bum. That definitely didn't beat Pacquiao. Got knocked out by Terrence Crawford, by which was easy work. Not just because of how great Terrence Crawford is, again, pound for pound best in the world, but because of how bad Jeff Horn is as a boxer. Again, he's a, he's a brawler. Against legitimate boxing talent, no, he can't fight. Got beat by got beat by Pacquiao, and the and the judges robbed Pacquiao of a legitimate victory in retaining. We could potentially see Pacquiao versus Crawford instead. Instead of Jeff Horn, of all people. Same situation with Usyk versus Dubois. Dubois absolutely got robbed by the referee. But Usyk legitimately won the fight. Both are true. It's not me favoring one or the other. That's the fact of the matter. Dubois got robbed of a knockdown and potential knockout. Either a knockout call or at least a legitimate knockout opportunity by forcing Usyk to get up in the immediate and having him have to survive a full minute and a half if he could have survived it. So Dubois got robbed, but at the same time, Usyk legitimately won this fight. Now, with that being clear, clarified, the biggest question that this has for all of us. And the biggest question and the final thing that we're going to talk about on the show, what does this mean for Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk? Does this shift everything that we've thought about in terms of who's going to win against who? And especially for me, does this change how I feel about that fight? And it really does. This fight really showed me that while I really still, I still feel and still know Usyk as the better boxer between Usyk and Fury. But with the body shot exposed, with, with the body weakness of Usyk, exposed to the degree that it was against Daniel Dubois, nearly legitimately costing him a title, if not for a ref, if, if not for a ref um, favoritism. Not for that. If not for the ref not calling that a low blow. We could have seen Usyk take, take a loss. Because of that, even with the heart that we saw from Usyk to be able to, to, after that, overcome and eat some more body shots along the way and still be able to come out and get victory, it is now very hard for me to confidently say that Usyk will win that fight. Now, I still have Usyk winning that fight, but no longer is it nearly as confidently as I had it before because Tyson Fury now seeing this weakness good gosh he better take this fight immediately at this point in the game there is no reason for Tyson Fury not to actively make this fight happen forget all pricing out Tyson Fury seeing how vulnerable Usyk can be to the body Tyson Fury should be saying, oh, okay, you know, all that talk that we had, I figured all that. We'll just do straight up 60-40. It's all fine. It's all well and good. We'll make this fight happen before the end of the year. We'll make this fight happen this December. 
If it gets Saudi Arabia, we'll make this fight happen this December. Usyk said he's ready to fight her tomorrow. Usyk's eager for him to fight. After this performance, Tyson Fury should be saying, oh, I'm right there with you. Let's make this happen right now. Right now. That's what it should be saying. That's what should be happening. With how vulnerable Usyk was. Because I will tell you right now, and they said this on the, ES, on the ESPN uh, show as well, the biggest thing that causes fights to actively happen is vulnerability. When somebody looks vulnerable, oh, the challenger that we've been all saying needs to fight him, oh, they'll come out and say that they'll fight him. They'll make it happen, look at his split. They'll make it happen at the drop of a hat. They will make that fight. They will push for that fight to happen. Even if they were the ones that were holding it up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When somebody looks beatable in the world of boxing, stuff changes. People, the, the mentality of people change. The heart of people change. The very essence of who they feel as a challenge changes. Yeah, everybody feels confident that they can beat anybody. I understand that. That's the mentality of a warrior. But in terms of visibly seeing, oh, this man has a major problem that I can exploit, and no longer is he fully encapsulated as the un indomitable force there is a legitimate chink in the armor that I know I can expose if I get in there. Oh, yeah, let's make this happen right now. Let's make this happen right now. They'll give up money. They will give up purse. They'll give up a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't expect, that, they, that you would not expect them to have given up based on how they were previously negotiating with the now very apparent weakness that is found in their opponent. They'll make that fight happen, absolutely. Quicker than the aircraft at the drop of a hat. Faster than a speeding bullet. Oh, they'll make it happen. They will make it. You will. Your head will spin. How fast fighters will make fights happen when they see somebody has a vulnerability. Especially if they were if they were seen as ducking somebody. Especially if that was the case. Guarantee you right now, if Shakur Stevenson saw, if, if Devin Haney saw a big weakness in Shakur Stevenson, we wouldn't be seeing a lot of the stuff that we're seeing right now in terms of Devin Haney moving up to 140 and finally reached broke, right? Which, again, I don't got a problem with in terms of moving up to fight somebody that's still a legitimate threat for a title. Not mad at that because you are still pushing yourself. But we did see that Devin Haney said he wanted to stay in reign, was going to wanted to stay and fight after Lomachenko. And Shakur Stevenson was right there to fight him as the next legitimate major belt. There was money in that, absolutely there was. You're doggone right. Especially with how they would have gone back and forth in press conference. You better believe it. They would have gotten money. That old thing is a lie. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. That it wouldn't have sold. It ain't the right time. But that, that's, that fight was primed, ready to be made, and that would have made a bunch of money. Absolutely it would have. Absolutely it would have. I stand on that. It would have made a bunch of money. A boatload of money. From both the in-ring perspective and from how you two would have actively been jawing at each other. Oh, social media wouldn't have been able to get enough of that. That would have been the talk of the town. That would have been the talk of the town of that. Adding on to an already phenomenal boxing. The, arguably one of the great, not arguably, Legitimately and definitively, one of the greatest years in boxing that we've had in a long time. Very long time. Championships left, right, and center. Undisputed fighters being crowned left, right, and center. Big fights, big names fighting each other on a consistent basis. It's great. We love it. Yeah, that fight would have made money. But with all of that, it's just essentially say. That fight, if this, if the weakness of Usyk was shown in the same vein as Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney would have made that fight a whole lot quicker. Or would have pushed to make that fight a whole lot faster. And probably wouldn't have moved up to fight Regis Poker. And with that same frame of mind applied to Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury now, most likely we can see him gunning to make Usyk fight him. Gunning. Gunning. 
Oh, you thought it was going to be a situation where he was talking before. Let get get him a phone in his hand. And I guarantee you he will talk the kingdom come and make this fight. He will probably, I, watch, he'll probably make a demand for Bob Aaron to meet with him next week to make this fight happen. Get this ball rolling right now. Because I, I, I'm more than capable of beating him now and becoming undisputed. Absolutely. Absolutely. This fight now is going to, should be made lickety split. All because of this major weakness by Tyson Fury. And it is a legitimate. It's even more prevalent now for people that say that Tyson Fury can win to be rah-rah everywhere because Tyson Fury can legitimately take advantage of Usyk's weakness to the body because of his insanely long reach and an insanely long just build in general. Big man, 6'8", 6'9", 270. It, 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 insane. Insane. On top of that, he's a good infighter. He is a good infighter. He is a man that will go to the body on the inside, even with how big he is. He is not afraid to go and utilize, even though he's got long arms, he will meet Usyk in the ring, let him come close, smother him, and attack the body on a constant basis from round one on. He will. He will also jab to the body from the unreachable distance because of his long arms and long reach. Throw essentially like, like hammer hooks, hammer uppercuts to the body all fight long from a safe distance consistently making Usyk pay for trying to get on the inside by throwing short and for Tyson Fury short uppercuts are essentially across the ring but by throwing short uppercuts and short hooks to the body consistently jabbing to the body making Usyk essentially wary that he's got to defend his lower region opening up the head of Usyk for Tyson Fury to be able to, to level change his jab and go upstairs instead. And then fake going to the body and cause Usyk to flinch and then land a big straight right. That can be the case all night long. These are legitimate tactics that can happen. We could see Tyson Fury use the body as a means to open up the head later on in the fight. Couple that with, with that body work negating Usyk's ability to constantly constantly use head movement all night long, or we could definitely be seeing a situation where we see Usyk stripped of his best ability, which is footwork and speed. From the relentless body attack that Tyson Fury will, in fact, implement on him. On top of Tyson Fury leaning on Usyk, using, making Usyk carry his weight, and in fighting with Usyk, constantly going downstairs, landing probably the occasional uppercut as well on the inside in the clinch. Oh, we could definitely see that. There's a multitude of ways that this could happen now that we see just how big the weakness of Usyk is in terms of going to the body. Absolutely. Absolutely. If ever this was a fight that was up in the air, this is now the time. To say it's up in the air. Because I was confident in saying that Usyk could win against Fury. Even though it was going to be a great fight. Absolutely. And I know Tyson Fury can beat Usyk. No doubt about it. I understood that completely. Understood that completely. But now that the, the will. Not the will. Now that the body of Usyk has been legitimately tested. And it failed. Now we're at a situation. Where. A one good shot from Tyson Fury, strictly with how big he is, can end the night. Fury's gonna be the bigger puncher. Fury's gonna be the 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 man with the power in this fight. Fury's gonna be the guy that we have to worry about. If he catches Usyk clean, how is Usyk gonna react, and not the other way around? Potentially. We know we know Usyk has power too. 
But the biggest threat to Usyk now is the lengthy range of Tyson Fury being able to throw anything and everything to the body from a safe distance. And if at any point in time Usyk gets too close, Fury's going to clinch, lean on, on Usyk, and inevitably go to the body and end fight. And how much can Usyk take from that before his game plan starts to deteriorate? Or before he gets caught clean again and then gets put down and put out. That's the legitimate concern. And it's never been more prevalent than right now. Oh, I hope this fight gets made. Because now you want to, it's, 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 there's some stuff that needs to happen in the heavyweight division. And this is one of the things. Usyk can feel it. It's got to happen now. And mind you, Usyk can still turn this weakness into a non-weakness or even a strength by working on the body. Notice he lost some muscle coming into this fight and got and looked more speed-oriented. Now he can't do that anymore. He's got to chisel himself out because he was bigger against Anthony Joshua. He was strong against Anthony Joshua. And while that body shot against Joshua affected him, and while Joshua landed clean to the body as well, that caused, that caused a legitimate reaction to Usyk that got him in trouble. It wasn't nearly to this degree. And that's because Usyk was more chiseled. Usyk had more mass on him. Usyk had more muscle on him. And it still retained the speed that he had. Usyk's got to now bulk up and get that muscle back and really train this core to turn this weakness into a non-weakness. I'm not going to say a strength, but turn it into a situation where okay, he's no longer severely affected by body shots anymore. It's not something that he has to worry about day and night whenever he steps into the ring against somebody like a Tyson Fury. That's got to be, that has to be the case. That has to be. He can't go into Tyson Fury looking like he looked against Dubois. Not because it's not something that can work, but it's something that the weakness is so much more apparent. It's so much more apparent. So much more apparent. That weakness without, with the loss of mass that Usyk had coming into the ring is very apparent, and it can be a legitimate problem. Such a big problem. He's got to chisel himself up. He's got to build up that core. He's got to gain some more muscle. It don't even got to be a lot, but at least the level that he fought Anthony Joshua. Because if that's not the case, it's a legit, it's, um, I worry for Usyk. I really do. I worry for Usyk. If that's not the case, when he does fight Tyson Fury. Or anybody else for that matter. Tyson Fury otherwise. Anybody else Tyson Fury or otherwise. If he still wants to stay a heavyweight, he's got to be able to make that body a non-weakness by working his core rigorously, religiously, and building out that muscle that he had against Anthony Joshua. Get to that level again, or even better, even more chiseled potentially. But you got to in order to be able to mitigate that body attack because the speed makeup of Usyk is phenomenal. The talent's all there, and he still carries power to him. Again, being able to knock out Daniel Dubois twice and knock him out in inevitably. Knock down Daniel Dubois twice and then knock him out inevitably. He still has power, even with that speed-oriented frame. But he's got to be able to fill out that frame even more because now it's not enough now that you're going up against the best of the best, if that's who you got your eye on, your talent is there, but now your physical body has to now be worked on and tuned, refined, if you're Usyk in order to take on and overcome the challenge of somebody like a Tyson Fury. But, oh, this fight just got interesting, and I can't wait for it. But with that being said, that is the final talking point of the show, and this has been another episode of the world to point with me Jean-Luc Welch thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening to my show again we're going to cover everything that happens in the world of boxing and beyond right here keep it locked this is your one stop shop for all the opinions takes and breaking news 
in the sports world. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You all have been wonderful on Spotify, Google Podcasts, our podcast, or right here on YouTube. Again, leave a like on the video, comment, thoughts, and opinions. Subscribe to the channel and share the show with everybody, you know, so we can build, a, build up this empire together. I've been John LeClutch. You all have been wonderful. We will see you all next time. Peace and love. We are out of here.